Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. My name is Alan Brew, and our guest today is Melanie Wells. Melanie is founder of the Wells Narrative Group, based in New York. Melanie brings her experience as a business journalist, her knowledge of branding, a passion for content, and an expertise as a communications counselor to her business and her work, a unique combination. Welcome to Expert Opinion, Melanie. Thank you, Alan, for, for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. So, Melanie, tell us about the Wells Narrative Group. What is it you do? Um, we develop thought leadership programs that help B2B and B2C companies and the leaders who head them tell their company brands and executive stories through owned, earned, paid, and what I call borrowed content. What is that? Well, our work includes speeches, white papers, blog and social media posts, videos, and here's the borrowed part, media outlets that accept point-of-view pieces from expert guest contributors. Sometimes companies come to us with an idea of the content they want, but increasingly we're brought in early to help companies determine the master narrative they have um, to, to, to share and then how to tell that through stories. So for one co company, a program might include a series of articles in business outlets written by the CEO and a series of speaking engagements. For another, it might mean a social media-heavy program that includes, say, LinkedIn and Twitter. It really depends on their goals and their audience. So there's multiple ways of engaging audiences depending on who they are through these borrowed or utilized channels, Melanie. We hear a lot about storytelling or corporate narrative, whichever term we like to choose. And it's certainly a hot topic. We see articles, blogs, webinars on the subject of content and uh, storytelling and corporate narrative. Why is this happening? Why is it so hot? It is hot these days, and for good reason. The proliferation of media outlets, social media and digital media, from LinkedIn to YouTube to the Huffington Post, means that companies have the opportunity to engage their customers and prospects in some really interesting ways, and for much cheaper and longer than the old 30-second commercial allows. The best content today engages it doesn't interrupt. One example, B2C example that comes to mind is Marriott. It's creating content that is unique to each of its hotel brands and relevant to the guests they serve. They indeed have hired a former Hollywood guy to oversee their program. And one short film for JW Marriott called To Bellman is a really slick action comedy that runs 15 minutes and has attracted millions of views. And getting back to your why question, this long-form content needs a story. Or, you know, the way we approach it is by creating a strategic corporate narrative that can inform smaller stories that come to life through content. Very interesting example, Melanie. But I suppose it begs the question, is traditional media losing its edge or is it being replaced by what's happening 
or is it part of a much bigger mix now? Well, let's just say traditional media is getting a lot of company and a lot of competition, you know. I mean, not so long ago, if a company wanted to be in the media, it needed to engage a reporter and hope that that reporter would tell its story in a way that would make the company look good, right? I mean, it was really largely dependent on reporters and editors unless it wanted to publish white papers or an occasional op-ed piece. But today, companies can publish on their own websites. They can go to the Huffington Post if they have a credible executive with a point of view and can produce good pieces and get into the Huffington Post some other traditional media outlets. And let's face it, today, LinkedIn, a social media outlet, is too a media outlet. So the traditional uh, traditional industry has been disrupted. Mm-hmm. And it's painful, as I'm sure you feel as a former journalist, to see this happening, but a great opportunity for companies that want to create content. Yes, indeed. I mean, you mentioned the old days when a, somebody would engage with a journalist and tell them a story or a, a point of view they wanted to promote and it's very much a linear relationship between you know, the client, the journalist and the publication which seems to have completely evaporated. We've got multiple outlets and multiple ways of exposing a story and multiple ways of gauging an audience different world entirely. Yes, absolutely. And what we're seeing and sharing with clients, and this is really exciting, Alan, is that you can actually, with all the media outlets and opportunities that exist, there is a great opportunity to amplify a single piece of content or an idea. An example would be a LinkedIn post or perhaps a point of view piece that appears, say, you know, uh, with Fortune or Forbes. Or, or the Huffington Post. And through social media, those pieces or ideas can be spread and then be turned into speeches and other forms of content. Really interesting and effective. It's an exciting time for sure. So, Melanie, tell us about some of your clients. I have clients in the B2B and B2C spaces, companies in financial and hospitality, digital media and tech companies, professional service firms. And while the names aren't quite A to Z. I've worked with teams at AOL and Xerox and many in between, so A to X anyway. Right, so that's quite a spectrum of client type. I was just curious as to, are they all looking for the same thing? What are the business trends and dynamics that have pushed what you do into their focus and attention? So some companies come to us and they know the kind of content they want to create or need. Others need help with a master narrative that will inform content and the types of stories they do tell. But let's back up for a second and remember that brand storytelling isn't entirely new. John Deere created a magazine called The Furrow that was written by journalists and covered topics farmers cared about in the late 1800s. I believe it exists to this day, but it was created to inform more than sell, and that is something that all smart companies that are playing in content today want to do, and there are some trends that make this especially important today. When people can find most of the information they need about a product online, companies in cluttered industries need to share what is unique to them. And sometimes what they're offering isn't truly very different from what a rival sells, but a compelling narrative can help a brand stand apart. 
Two, the disruption in traditional media outlets and the proliferation of new ones gives companies the opportunities to tell their own stories. So they have more communication options available to them, and amplification is possible through social media. Three, of course, mobile devices give brands the opportunity to reach customers and prospects wherever they are. And a fourth that is relevant to note right now is with all the M&A activity happening in the business world with companies merging, buying up other companies, storytelling is a way to communicate a united vision to the world and, oh, by the way, to let employees, let's not forget them, know what a company going forward stands for. That is a terrific point, Melanie. I mean, given what is happening in the business world today of mega mergers and the shifting business circumstances, this enables a company to be much more agile in the way it communicates and how it actually keeps its story in front of people. That's right. So you mentioned Marriott earlier and its Hollywood connection, which I found fascinating. Could you tell us about who else does it well, apart from Marriott? Examples of companies or organizations that are doing equally innovative things in this area. You bet. Um, GE is a master of this and one of the first. It tells B2B and B2C stories that engage businesses and customers through its own publications, media partnerships, and a news site that covers the latest in science and technology, just like it is, you know, it is a publisher. It's putting the GE brand where people don't expect it, but are probably very delighted by it. Most recently, it's sponsoring an eight-part podcast series called The Message, which is a mystery that will reportedly feature ultrasound technology that it has. So this is intriguing to watch. And and because I recommend companies find internal players who can help create what I like to refer to as a cycle of advocacy around a brand, I really admire how GE has tapped one of its longtime executives, Beth Comstock, to create her own content that is unique to her but very relevant to that brand. In fact, I would say in many circles she is more of a face to that place than its CEO. So GE is is a standout for sure. Another that comes to mind that isn't often mentioned but should be is UPS. UPS has a corporate blog called Longitude, and there it is creating some of its own really interesting content. It has its own internal expert as well as outsiders weighing in through blog posts and speeches on transportation innovation, supply chains, and sustainability, among other topics that are relevant to UPS and to the people you know it wants to reach. It's really smart work. You mentioned Beth Constop. I'm wondering to what extent, Melanie, that an organization needs some sort of charismatic front person or leader to make, make it work. Do they need somebody that's as good a good presence, or can any organization do this? That's a great question. In this day and time, it is incredibly helpful for companies to have a person or a small team of people who can serve as internal advocates facing outward and, and help the faces of the brand. And there are many ways for them to do this. Now, to your question, does it have to be someone who's charismatic? The answer is 
No. In fact, I'm always delighted to have a conversation with a CEO or a CMO or or another leader at a company and find that someone who may seem actually very humble or shy or be someone who doesn't want to be in the spotlight actually has the most interesting and relevant stories to tell on behalf of a company or a brand. And I believe we're going to see more of this because, you know, at the end of the day, people are buying from people. And it's particularly important, I believe, for B2B companies to have someone who can be an outside person on behalf of the company. Got it. So how would you summarize the value of storytelling to any kind of organization? What are the benefits? What what does it enable them to do that they couldn't do before? Absolutely. Great storytelling through content can help a company stretch its brand beyond its core audience. It can help it connect better to those who are already on board with the brand. It can rally employees who want to belong to a community in the place where they work. It can, as we discussed, when there's a merger, an acquisition, or some other transition, really convey what a company is about. And depending on a company's goals, it can be both a brand builder and a business builder. So for corporate professionals who are considering this kind of initiative, what should they bear in mind? How should they go about it? That's a good question. We always start by asking, you know, what are the company's goals? Who is the audience? Where is the audience participating, getting information, talking? And how can a company best be authentic and credible? Those are important things to keep in mind. That and also being consistent with any type of program like this. You know, it's not a once and done exercise. When you have a content program, it's not one piece of work. It should be an ongoing and steady stream. So that's something that's very important and we always remind clients too to be patient because these types of initiatives take time. But going back to being credible, because storytelling, as you have noted, Alan, is so hot right now, it's really important not to stretch the truth. Telling a story, it will come back to bite companies and and has recently. It's also important for companies to sort of craft a narrative in advance. Thanks so much for sharing your expertise and views about this fascinating emerging business called corporate narrative storytelling. It's been great having you on the show. Melanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Alan, for having me on Expert Opinion. That was Melanie Wells of Wells Narrative Group. You can find out more about Melanie and her work at wellsnarrative.com.